I would have to say mm. the tacos. Okay. Because they are a little bit different than anywhere else you go get them. Mm. I, I call them my Christmas tacos because that yep. is mm. what a taco is supposed to mm. look like. Yep. That's what a taco it's very, is supposed to look like. It, it's not only colorful, but it's also very, I mean, it's got so many different flavors. Yeah. And you don't really need any sauces on it. You don't. I put a little bit of mango chipotle aioli on there, and you get that little bit of bite from the chipotle, and mm -hmm. you get a little bit of sweet from the mango, and with the fresh cilantro and onions, you just can't go wrong. Hello, everyone. This is Turuturu, the Filipino restaurant podcast, where each week we profile restaurants or food trucks serving delicious Filipino cuisine. This is your host, Gene Carangal, avid home cook and event promoter for the Adobo Throwdown Cooking Competition and Food Expo. And here is part two of our interview with Bud and Bell Stoker of Patriot Grill. Okay, so I want to talk now about your menu. And just, I want you to walk us through your menu. Uh, first, like the appetizers, like what do you... What do you offer as appetizers? We we mm. do, really, I don't think we have anything we would call an appetizer, but we took an entree, which is our best seller and most famous already, is our lumpia. Uh, Lexi Hazlitt coined the phrase when she came out and videotaped just two years ago, it's Filipino food with a Tex-Mex flair. And it was like, wow, she did with the Tex-Mex player, yeah. her fingers. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. And thanks for the free logo. But uh, so we take like the lumpia and then we'll cut it into smaller pieces. And that's kind of, then we start doing the little mini tacos. Mm -hmm. And then we do uh, the, the, I love doing the pork as well. And so I do the little mini pork sliders with pickles I know everybody likes pickles but I love pickles but anyway but so we so we don't have a really big being a food truck we don't have a lot of appetizer type food mm -hmm. we pretty much focus most of our energy on our uh, our entrees, our entrees. and it's just kind of the nature of the business we don't have a come sit down and have a glass of tea or mm -hmm. cold beer and enjoy enjoy an hour of, of mm -hmm. fellowship so we got to grab them get them in Mm -hmm. Let them feel the love through our food and our personalities, and then they're usually back in the car and gone somewhere else. Okay, I did want to ask about your lumpia. Now it's, it's different because traditionally, even lumpia in Shanghai is made with pork. Right. You guys make it with beef. We use beef. So is that was that a conscious decision to make it with beef? Like it was as preference? Or? I would say yes, and and I'm I'm gonna say why. And okay. This may or may not be popular with too many people, mm. but uh, after living in the Middle East for quite a long time and having people that I'm very close with, yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a devout Christian, but I have so many friends that are very faithful Muslims. Mm. And uh, I get a lot of my military brothers like, oh my God, how can you trust them? Well, you know, it has nothing to do with that. These People are still people. Doesn't matter where you're from, mm -hmm. what you look like. People are people, and so the lumpia we saw that people from the Middle East just started loving it, but the pork, of course, with their religious, you know, devoutness, they're not allowed to right. even touch pork. And so 
we opted for the more expensive, uh, which is beef. Take it, we buy it at Restaurant Depot. Belle grinds it with all the spices and all the things that she uses. She uses a lot of, we don't want to give away all the recipe secrets, but she uses uh, enchilada seasonings and slap your mama, which is from slap your mama, yep. which is from Louisiana. A lot of people go, what? What did you just say? <coughs> slap your mama. Mm. The Walker family and I that, that invented Slap Your Mama 15, 20, 20 years ago now, we know each other very well. I used to go to their house and buy it when their grandmother was pouring it into containers mm. by hand. He's the one introduced me for the different kind of seasoning okay. in Texas. Texas and Louisiana. I never, yeah, never, I never saw these before. So, so the so. beef, uh, the pork is delicious and I, I still love pork lumpia. But for the spices and the layers of food, they seem to go together better when you first bite into it. The mm. beef, you go, oh, it's got a little bite to it. That's mm. good. And you can taste the layers. Yep. And so I've had your lumpia. It's, it's uh, I mean, it's great. And what I notice is the seasonings, they don't take away from the flavor of the meat. They enhance the flavor of the meat. You still didn't have that beefiness. In the lumpia, which is you know, it's a it's a little weird for me because I'm used to pork, but that's good. It's a, yeah. a weird kind of good. But what I'm uh, what I want to ask, and I think I already know the answer to this, but beef cooks at at a higher you have to cook it at a higher temperature. So sometimes lumpia, you can cook the pork raw, and then I mean it'll be raw in the filling, it'll cook inside. You probably right. cook it. Right? You cook it um, before you wrap it. No, right. oh, you, no, she does not. Oh, you don't. Okay. Just put it in the freezer. Put, put it in. We've got right. the industrial size uh, meat grinder that she'll okay. pull out and set on the countertop, and I know mm -hmm. what's coming now. It's like okay. a kid waiting for a cookie, right? And I know, oh, here we go, mm -hmm. here we go. And so she will grind everything together. Okay. All the veggies, mm -hmm. the celery, the carrots, the mm -hmm. onion. And it fuses the flavors into the beef. And the beef, and I'm a big pork fan. Um, mm. One of my favorite things in the world to make is, is pork belly tacos. I, yeah. I, I think okay. I do a really good job with the pork belly tacos. Just we don't have room for another menu item right now. And strangely enough, people in all the places we've been cooking will shy away from the pork, even be, not because of a religious presence, just I think they think that pork is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, it's not at all unhealthy. Right. It's a very lean meat. To be very careful how you cook the pork. Our pork belly goes through several different stages. Mm -hmm. It's like dealing with barbacoa, you know, because of the, the texture of the meat. To break it down correctly to get the right mm -hmm. consistency. Mm -hmm. But then Belle will have this huge pot that you could, you could put two small children in full of this mixture and then she just keeps adding the spices and doing the grinding roll with her hands and just okay. roll it and roll it. It's a several hour process wow. to get and it then, to that consistency to yeah. where when it cooks inside the lumpia, then she'll wrap it in, in, the, in the wrappers, in the rice wrappers, and then we, we freeze them immediately. Mm -hmm. That stops the process of breaking down the meat. Okay. And now the all the different spices are now fused into it. Okay. And then when we fry it, we fry it at 350 degrees exactly. Literally, we've tried 
every temperature range between 325 and 375 in five degree increments. Mm -hmm. Fry them, time them. There's a lot of a lot of legwork people don't understand that mm -hmm. goes into this. But you fry, you put it in there frozen. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you yes. must have a, like a huge fryer because yes. well, it won't it, it won't keep yeah it, it won't keep the temp like smaller fryers they won't keep the temperature if you it put something frozen it, rocks, it goes goes it, way what down. What happens is when it does that that's the difference between frying them at home or in a non-commercial fryer mm -hmm. is the amount of liquid that's in there. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we're constantly running temperature checks on everything for, for obvious reasons, is food quality and safety. But if you let that fryer get down too low, now the, the wrapper becomes greasy, and when you bite into it, you don't get that crunch. Right. That is so yeah. critical. Yeah, exactly. Because the meat itself has a totally different consistency, and so that's really important. Okay. And I also wanted to ask about the, the, your sauce. Now, lumpia, traditionally, lumpia in Shanghai, it's like a, it's a sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. You have a green sauce. Yeah, because I don't like that. And, and you, you're going to love this. That's, yeah, you're going to love this. I love the traditional <laughs> red with the chili uh -huh. little pods that seeds in it. Okay. I, we would, and for me, because all other lumpia that I've had, mm. even way before I met Belle, didn't have much flavor to me. To me, it was like, eh, okay, mm. not bad. And the sauce being spicy tangy sweet and with the chili little chili flakes in it flakes right. in it that gave me the, the taste so that's kind of what i knew for the mm -hmm. records i don't really love in shanghai when i'm in the philippines okay she never I, ate I it never. First, I never, my first trip there i thought look okay some lumpia she's like eh. every every time that we have an occasion in the philippines in the house my sister is always doing lumpia in shanghai I, I never hear <laughs> it. I want to go to Jollibee. Let's <laughs> yeah. go to Jollibee. came here and he asked me, hey, can you do like uh, the, uh, this, uh, the, the egg roll? Yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to You mean lumpia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's could the you some, Could you put some flavor because in it? Because he's my inspiration. Okay, I'm okay. going to do it for you. Okay, that's it. And I don't like the sauce, the sweet and sour. The sweet and sour, okay. So I asked him, honey, uh, can you help me to find uh, a pepper that it's not too hot? I know. Because I remember I don't when you asked me that. Hot, you yeah. said, well, what? Let's go to H&B. And I'm and all into the anchos and the chipotles and because the serranos. Because he knows the, the, the fresh pepper here in America. And he's not. That's it started. Well, okay, and H-E-B had. H-E-B had. I'm going to try this. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, so yeah. what, what pepper do you use? Anaheim pepper. Anaheim pepper. Before I, it's, mm. I, I have a struggle to say it like Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> Anaheim. Sound like you were speaking. Okay. Speaking yeah. And so, Farsi or Farsi. do you? Is it, is it? Is it? Oh, you grind it grind and then it. okay. And then cool. Mix it we tried yeah. a lot of different peppers because when she asked me that, I didn't have an answer. Because like, mm. I don't want too spicy. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so you, then you start looking at Scoville ratings on peppers and then how they break down and how they react when you when you heat them and then you chill them mm. and you know, does it raise it does it lower it and the anaheim again and again with the other ingredients that we put into her she calls it sassy sauce yeah. that's her puppy dog's name sassy mm. her little sassy. four legged daughter it just kept coming out so good and you the, can dip anything like that's that. the thing till the point now mm. she'll walk in the kitchen and i'll have a, a bag of uh, chips that we've gotten that we use sometimes for our nachos. And I'm sitting there with a little tub of the 
the sassy sauce her Anaheim mm. delicious sweet and heat yeah. a little bit of heat with and a little bit of sweet <laughs> and I'm and sitting then, there yeah. using it like a salsa I, I always dip my you know the turkey's dry Oh, yeah, turkey. Okay. So the turkey meat there, it okay. just comes up. Oh, my. oh, it just lifts. It's good. It, it so, yeah. so quick. So do you, does it keep, like, uh, how long does it stay? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. As, uh, when you open it, just put it inside the refrigerator. Okay. It will be fine, two weeks. It's funny, okay. it's funny you ask that but, question. Yeah, we need, yeah. You don't like the jalapeno peppers? I don't like it. I love <laughs> Sorry. jalapeno peppers I don't like on it. everything. I, but, I like the pink ones. <laughs> Pickle ones I can eat. The regular ones Sometimes light me up. Also have a the spicy. You never know what pepper you're getting. Jalapenos yeah. are not created equal. You, you get the young ones. Okay. It's, it's not too spicy. But the big, yeah. thick skin yeah. green it, ones will light up your world. The old ones, yeah. the mature ones, it's going to be hot. And so I don't like those either. Because I can't handle spicy. <laughs> we, have a, we have a neighbor that... I, I don't Oh yeah! Oh, oh okay. yeah! I, I hardly yep. eat those fried lumpias just here in the states. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, do you make any? Uh, do you make any lumpia that doesn't have meat? Do you make any no, of the lumpia and toge? Well, okay. You, you do but the, you I do the, the fresh lumpia. Yeah, the fresh lumpia. I okay. also make, make, yeah, but okay. not. In, we're trying to put it one day because yeah. Carol loves it. Oh yeah! yeah. Our, our part, so business partner Carol, she absolutely loves it. She's very picky yeah, eater. We can put this in the, in the food truck. Yeah, yeah and, and of course the, the thing with the, with the fresh lumpia is that it expires very quickly. Mm-hmm. And not, yeah. not for the, the food law is concerned, but for the what I call God's law of food, mm-hmm. it's not fresh anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste the same. It does not. Two you lose. It, it loses so it. Yeah. It really does, and you miss the crunchiness. You miss the. Yeah, why don't you come join us over here? Yeah, we're we, we're live. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're taping. And the the only other sauce that we have right now, uh, well, not really, but the is the mango chipotle aioli. I was yeah. looking for salsas. Mm to put on the tacos. And while I was in Mexico, I started seeing a lot of different types of salsas that were not tomato-based at all. These were like what we, what we came up with with our mango chipotle pepper aioli sauce that now we use as our drizzle sauce on okay. our tacos and tortas. So mango chipotle aioli is, so it's like a, it's mango pepper Mango Maybe. with real, chip- real okay. chipotle peppers. Like we we get the the uh, chipotle peppers fresh, okay, and then we start stewing them up, and it just sits there. And oh, it's not the canned. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> so you make the chipotle? Oh okay. yes. There, there's something. I guess it's just from living in Mexico and Guatemala, such a already <clears throat> supply of all these things. You see them come in with these sacks of the anchos and mm. all these different types of chilies. That are fresh. I mean, they just were picked. Mm. The ends of the stems are still shiny. I mean, these, these are like, and they're so robust and full of flavor and depth. And and then we started playing with those. And with each passing batch, it just got better and better and better. Mm. And we put a lot of other different things in there that I refuse to discuss now on sure. tape, especially. But uh, it's kind of become our signature sauce, not only for the tacos but for the tortas. Okay. 
Yep. And it just has that little bit of bite to it. Yep. But yet it's got the creaminess and the depth. It just seems to enhance the dishes. Did you ever add that to your burgers? Oh, Funny yeah. you should mention that. Just yes, yesterday, yes. we were in a lull, and I was craving a burger. I never cook for myself on, on the bus. It's mm -hmm. weird. I just really don't. I'll cook and give it away. Mm -hmm. I'll go, hey, I'll get something for you. Don't leave yet. I want you to try this. But I made my the first bacon Southwest burger. And so I did the bread a little bit differently for the buns, covered it with the mango chipotle, laid the wow. laid the, the bacon all across it. That's it. Yeah. And it had about 10 layers that exploded all at the same time when I bit into mm -hmm. it. And I went, oh, we're going to stop making mm -hmm. these. And the thing is, yeah, I'm very picky oh. when eating hamburgers. Mm -hmm. It's just like in Whataburger, I only eat like the chicken real sandwich. chicken yeah. sandwich. Oh, I know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not making Don't let Whataburger hear yeah. this. I yeah. love Whataburger. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in and out. Just like, yeah. Yeah. and then when he made it yesterday, oh my God, honey. I said, yeah, I cut it, I cut it in a little quarter. Yeah, she had a bite, and then all of a sudden I look over, it's like the commercial where the lady takes his burger and went to town on it. She finished it for me. It just had it, so it's going on the menu now. Okay. This is, yeah, this is the new baby. Okay. So I want to talk, so this is a good segue to your entree. So what are your main entrees? So our biggest seller is the lumpia. And tacos, yeah. by far. Lumpy and tacos are forty percent of our business. Okay. amazingly enough. And the tacos are with brisket, right? Right. It's mm. a brisket that I cook for about eighteen hours, and then once the brisket is complete, mm. I use a lot of uh, the regular chili powder, slap your mama garlic. Just that's, that's to cook it, and then so, right, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna put everything on. Yeah. So the brisket is cooked. Did you, is it smoked or is it nope. like oven? Cook oven? It in the oven. Okay. So and you people, have it. people with a mouthful of my food will go. What, wait, what? This yeah. is cooked in an oven? Yeah. It's like it's sacrilegious in Texas to do that. Yeah. I have a very nice, very expensive smoker that I used to use, but for what I do with the meat afterwards, it didn't fit our process. So it comes out of the oven. It totally cools down. We take it and then the seasoning and chopping begin. So I literally have two, uh, look like Freddy Krueger kind of choppers, yeah. and I, I put it in a big stainless steel pan. And Belle is adding, a, it's like we're in surgery. I go, more chili powder. Okay. A little bit more slappy mama. Throw me some onion in there. And I'm chopping, chopping, chopping. And then it just sits into, and our, we have a slope, like a, it's a restaurant uh, food warmer. Mm -hmm that you put water in, it's got the stainless steel pans, and then it just sits there, sometimes overnight, and very juicy, and sometimes I, I like to use regular Dr. Pepper. It's twofold, Bell taught me this trick with Sprite, helps break down the, the fiber in the meat, I knew that, mm -hmm. but I never realized how <clears throat> yep. good it worked. And so I'll put Dr. Pepper in there with it, gives it a little bit of the sweetness, and it helps tear down the tissues inside the meat during the slow cooking process. Till it just it's just a shredded moist it's it's a taco and mm -hmm. when you bite into it you had you had tacos yep oh yeah no she loves it <clears throat> the brisket tacos <clears throat> i felt every time i eat one of my own tacos i feel like i'm down in nuevo laredo mexico at our favorite street vendor that has the little push taco cart mm -hmm. and that's what it reminded <clears throat> me of and so it gives me a warm gives me that warm fuzzy that i was looking for you know you eat first with your eyes, 
So when you open up the container of our tacos, I get a lot of, like a kid just opened a Christmas present, and then the smell mm-hmm. hits them, the sweetness, the, the little bit of smokiness, a little bit of the, the spice coming off of it, and fresh warm tortillas that are just soft, and it's, just, it's a magic. And so, okay. so people, people really enjoy them, and that's, that's why I get my joy is seeing people eat those that are, yeah. wow, just full yeah. experience yep. yeah I, I really love <coughs> those brisket tacos and then so you have the lumpia you have the brisket tacos yeah. and then we and have then, we have <coughs> Sid, which is our, our number three big seller and again bell has taken a dish that i thought was okay but didn't have any what? flavor any depth a little spicy okay she puts a little bit of spice in it throughout oh. Yeah, Singaporean style. <laughs> Singaporean noodles are spicy. Uh, it really is, but these like it's not, spicy. Yeah, but it's not like having pancit no. canton. No, it's, a, it, it's that. not that Asian. It's that Tex-Mex spicy. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Now, when you when you cook it, do you use uh, chicken broth or like chicken what, what is it? Chicken broth. Okay. Chicken. Yeah. And then and just the vegetables and, and uh, the freshness of the vegetables, yeah, everything. Okay. We're having fresh vegetables. Yeah. And it used to drive me and crazy. That's only that's one or two vegetables, three vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I'm, she, seeing, I'm seeing it to the others, just the, either carrots or cabbage. Right. That's the only that's mm. the only vegetable they have. Ours no, is, no string. I, no, I'm just seeing like somebody's. Uh, you should use the fresh say, string beans. Yeah, string actually, beans, actually carrots. Actually, Tex Hand does every one of the I've beans. Bell peppers. I've seen those. I, I, I will have a pile mm. and I'll be. Bell pepper. I've learned how to strip. And a little spicy, the Tony Sachere. <laughs> yeah, the Tony Sachere. <laughs> okay. Now, do you add chicken? Yes. Add chicken. the chicken? Yes, okay. chicken, yeah. I forgot the chicken. Yeah, okay. But that's what's <laughs> that's so cool important. about it. It tastes so good. If there's uh, yeah. any of the noodles with all the goodies in it before she and throws pepper. the chicken in it, I'll just eat that. Mm-hmm. Because it Fresh has pepper. no meat in it at all, but it still mm-hmm. has the savory. It still mm-hmm. has the depths and levels of different flavors and textures, which is so important. Yeah. A little bit crunchy of the bean, a little bit of snap of the carrot, and the softness and the savory of the noodles. So it, it, to me, it's, it's a great dish even mm-hmm. without the chicken in it. Okay. And then, so you have the pancet, and then you have other right. entrees. Right? We have two different kinds of adobo. She does the traditional pork adobo, which is my favorite. The pork adobo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pork adobo. The pork the adobo, adobo is my go-to. Yeah. My Americanized adobo. <laughs> yeah. So you, your pork adobo, what what kind of pork do you use? Um, what's the butt? The butt? Yeah, pork butt. Yeah, pork butt. The pork okay. butt. Pork butt. The, the texture okay. of that meat cooks well in chunks, mm-hmm. and it cooks all the way through well. We've tried a couple of different other cuts. One was too I fatty. Mean, One yeah. broke, broke down too quickly. Okay. It did what meat's supposed to do, but it mm-hmm. was too fast in the process. Okay. Because it has to be cooked for quite a while. And the vinegar I use is already here in America, the apple cider vinegar. Oh, you use apple so cider. So that's why you say Americanized. Yes, yeah. that's okay. why. Yeah, when Belle got here, she, 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 she was going to bring a 100-pound bag of rice because she didn't think we could oh. buy rice in America. Ow. <laughs> Because okay. yeah, from where in the rain, though, there's so far away the Asian market. Okay, what's yeah. bean, what kind of vinegar is well, that's in the other Walmart? Thing or, too, honey, yeah. is that we when use I created it, that adobo, we use exclusively jasmine rice for a multitude of reasons. The grain itself much more aromatic. Mm-hmm. The texture of the grain is much better. It holds up better mm-hmm. when it's you smells. put other things on it. 
and Damn. then just the smell and the flavor. When she starts cooking rice in the house just for us, it's in the little bitty rice cooker, I call it now, rice instead of the one that makes 250 <laughs> cups of rice, which is my favorite tool on the bus. Um, but it makes the whole bus smell so good mm. when you have this big pot of yep. jasmine rice going. Yeah, exactly. You just get hungry. It goes I, well with the pork adobo. And it really does. It mm. adds one more light layer <laughs> to it that you don't get. The downside with the regular rice. 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 rice is yeah. The, the downside of jasmine rice because we use uh, we love fried rice, right? Oh yeah. The the downside it, of jasmine yeah. rice when you fry it, <laughs> it's just so sticky. Yeah, it becomes more like sticky more rice sticky for sushi. Rice. Okay. It so, does, you can't dry it out. You can't. I mean, and I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I found that. It's the size and yeah. texture of the grain. Because so I'm, I'm still... There are I different varieties of rice. Yeah. So the regular rice is the one that if you fry it, it's yeah. much... You can walk, walk, walk that all day long yeah. and you'll fry it But right jasmine up. rice is like very sticky when you fry it. But boy, it sure is good. Mm -hmm. But it's good when it's fresh. I, I get to enjoy yeah, all the failures. So. so have you tried... And I did this... I think I did this with jasmine rice is um, I use, I would fry it after it's been in the fridge for a couple of days. And then, that will work. Then, dry it out. then what I'll do is I will then take, uh, wet my hands, yeah. and then take a, take a clump of rice, and then just very gently, yeah. gently. fold it very gently <laughs> until, the, 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 uh, until the rice separates. Because mm -hmm. it dries it yeah. up. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. dried up. You yeah. leave it dried up, and yeah. then that's how you kind of separate you it. You're almost rehydrating <laughs> it just long enough yeah. to fry it. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to fry it sometimes when I was in a hurry to do something okay. for myself at home, and I didn't get enough moisture in it, and so I had almost like eating raw rice. You know, yeah. it just, yep. <laughs> if you can do this yeah. with it and, and shaking all around, you probably overdid it a little mm -hmm. bit. So... Uh, I have not had your your pork adobo, so I need to yeah. try that. But what I did have yeah. is the chicken, chicken adobo, and that's different. So uh, walk me through what makes your chicken adobo different. What's chicken adobo different? Yeah, what, uh, yeah because yeah, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chicken. Add a girl. Because <laughs> you no. you mentioned it was it was it was influenced by your upbringing. Right, that your chicken adobo was from a, your region. You told me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the chicken adobo that uh, uh, we sell it on the bus is also Americanized. Okay. In what yeah. way? Yeah. In, in what way? way? What way because have you of the, yeah, because of the apple cider vinegar, and uh, I put some um, pineapple crush. Okay. I, I put fresh pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like um, orange fresh. Instead oh, of so Hawaiian style. Yeah. 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 Instead of uh, what you call this? Instead of uh, there, I have a two version. Yeah. I have a two version, but I the thing he likes is the one that I served the day that you bought. Okay. So. Yeah, I love um, the, the yeah. tartness yeah. from the pineapple. Mm -hmm. Does yeah. it help? Instead of water, I I put Sprite, uh, yep. pineapple juice, and um. That's uh, garlic. Yeah, don't don't give away all your secrets. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I I also yeah. noticed no, it was Laura very leaves. peppery. Yeah, that's so it. it's got a lot of pepper, but it wasn't um, obtrusive. No, no, no. It's it's good. It's very flavorful. But I noticed that it wasn't as garlicky as I'm used right. to. So that's you you kind of held off on the, the garlic. Philippines was like a lot yeah, the, the, of the garlic. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that the garlic, and that's one of the things we talked but about. It's I thought here. the garlic overshadowed. 
it made you skip over some of the textures and flavors mm. that were that are naturally occurring when you put it on your tongue. And sending signals to the brain at the speed of light, literally, that the garlic, and I love garlic, but sometimes the garlic can be so pungent mm -hmm. that your nose will block because mm -hmm. you know, all you're smelling is garlic. And so you, you miss some of the other, other cool things that are going on with it. So I noticed that in the Philippines when we were, when we and had you want, And he wants the adobo is kind of gravy, more gravy. Yeah, I am yeah, a southern Yeah, I noticed boy. that. Did you use yeah. a roux or? Yeah. Where much does the roux, then all the goodies go in with it. Okay. okay. So it's a combination mm. of our... And it's not that she cannot cook the traditional, traditional, traditional. I would say that the reason that you took third place in the baking at the last uh, adobo throwdown and nothing in your adobo mm -hmm. is that it, was, it wasn't traditional Filipino adobo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't traditional. And if we were feeding nothing but Filipinos, that's what she would do. If, you know, you want the taste of home. I don't want a chicken burger. I, I don't want a... A soy burger. I want a hamburger. Mm -hmm. American boy, good good Texas boy. I want my I want a big old hunk of meat on my hamburger, right? But when she if she was cooking for just Filipinos, like the times we have in the past, mm -hmm. it's tradition. Oh, I mean, like say, wow. okay, honey, you do it traditional next yep. time. Okay, <laughs> okay time, time to go back to your roots, yeah. right? the way you learned in, in culinary school. Yeah. In culinary school, they didn't teach all this stuff she's taught herself. <laughs> But she has obviously, by the success of what we've seen so far in our food, it has been amazingly well received across every culture, every age bracket, and every nationality. That's been the exciting part. And it's hard to find that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's hard to find. That appeals to everybody. That it's almost yes. impossible. You know, it's like feeding kids at a school. You know, what can you do to a chicken nugget? Nothing. You know, that's chicken nugget mac and cheese. Well, it's tasty, but not what I'd go buy off a food truck. So that's what we're always looking for. Okay. Is that next niche. Yep. So you have the chicken adobo, you have the pork adobo, and then you have sandwiches. You have the torta, and then you also have the cheeseburger. Right. And the torta itself has gone through a bit of, of a, I guess, a personality change. Yeah. And that originally we were using a slice of American cheese for the cheese on it. Well, I started playing with a lot of the different Mexican cheeses that I've eaten in the past. A lot of the tortas I've had in Mexico had no cheese on it. A lot of them had <clears throat> two slices of American cheese on it. But I started using the queso fresco, which is the white cheese. Mm -hmm. It's got a nice little, little bite to it. It goes great on the tacos. Mm -hmm. Great on the tacos, adds that little bit of bite to it that you need. Yep. So we started using here just a few weeks ago, uh, quit, got away from the American cheese, and now we're going back to more traditional using the the uh, queso fresco, mm -hmm. the white block cheese that you crumble, 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 crumble. Yep. And it, with, and it, it sits re very well with the mango chipotle aioli. You get the depthness of the chipotle peppers, which are amazing peppers. Yeah, isn't the queso fresco a little bit? It's going to be it's saltier than the yes, American cheese. It's yeah. almost like add, you're adding a spice. It is. It's kind of like for the Italians when they add the the, the uh, grated 
parmesan or parmigiano reggiano, that's like a spice. It's like a salt. It changes the texture and the flavor of the food. That's that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about it. I don't use much salt in any of my cooking. I use a lot of seasonings, but I don't use a lot of salt. Okay. Which is perfect because I love salt too much. Okay. And so I tend to over salt things for myself personally. I know better. As a chef, I know it's not what you do. So I put on the bus, I make sure that I use very little of no salt. And so things like you just said, the cheese, it has that very saltiness to it that offsets the little bit of sweet and heat of the mango chipotle because the mangoes really make it pop because mm-hmm. the chipotle peppers are pretty hot. And then on the torta, what, what meat do you use? So it's, it's the uh, seasoned brisket that was okay. cooked for many, many hours and the chili powder and a bunch of other ingredients. And then we use a, I call it Mexican coleslaw because we chop it a little bit different. And then we put different types of, of sweetener sugars and things in it and then chili powder and a little bit of slap your mama okay and then the bread that you use what it is a real bolillo which is the oh, yeah. traditional mexican torta bread mm-hmm. and they of course we do something that a lot of people don't do but we think it's an added touch each each bun is toasted on both sides with a little bit of garlic butter. Uh, the garlic helps to crystallize and, and kind of stiffen the bread up a little bit because the torta is very juicy. It's a very juicy mm-hmm. sandwich. And so when we put that on there, then it goes on the mango chipotle and then the cheeses and then the meats and the coleslaw. So you get the crunchy, you get the softness of the bread in the center. So the different layers yeah. as you bite into it kind of sound off when I bit into it <clears throat> it's almost like I, I thought it was a, a brioche because uh, the, the it was so buttery that I thought it would be a brioche like, well no I don't think it is but no, it tastes like brioche. a brioche it's okay. the traditional and of course when you say <clears throat> traditional you, you look up bolillos and you see like 85 different sizes mm. styles configurations thicknesses and consistencies uh, the one we went with, I like this bread we're using now because it's mm. uh, it's a, an original bouillon bread. I uh, love love them. Oh, yeah, it okay. really has got that nice little to it, yeah. and it, like you said, kind of a buttery. Yeah. So, in addition to the torta, you have cheeseburgers, right? So, do you do anything different from cheeseburgers? Yes, very actually, actually, every patty is hand formed, which okay. we you can buy them pre done and then season them when you cook them. It doesn't get the same consistency, okay. I don't think. Do you grind your own meat for the burgers? Yes. Or you, okay. Yes, it, it's, we literally grind it ourselves. Okay. And as, as we're, again, the big, the big baby bowls out, the big one. Okay. And <clears throat> it's going in, the spices are going in. Um, I love what Worcestershire sauce brings to almost any meat. Okay. Yeah. It adds some more depth, and so if we use a lot of Worcestershire, and slap your mama and chili powder, and okay. you know, fresh chopped onions go through this thing, and by the time you make these third-pound patties, they they're getting right. Okay. They're getting right. And these just uh, regular chuck steak. Yeah. Okay. So eighty twenty. Yeah. Okay. 80/20. Cool. Yeah. Anything less or more <clears throat> comes out nightmare. Too yeah. dry or, yeah. or That's, too, yeah. too greasy. And, <clears throat> Exactly. It's tough. Yeah, I use 80-20 for all. 
And then, let's see. Was that all the entrees? What else did I forget? What did I forget? That's it. That is it. What about desserts do you offer? I know it's hard on, uh, at the food truck. But Before we <clears> have like uh, the dessert we have is... Uh, forgot about it, Daddy. You, you make the, the little... Uh, yeah, um, I'm the one that's no, 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 no. supposed to have Alzheimer's, <laughs> not you. You're not even 50 yet. Macaroons. Yeah, the, she, well, she calls them macaroons, but to me they're like little... Coconut cupcakes. I don't yeah. know what but she calls them. They're, they're we call them macaroons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I guess that's the right word for it. It's double O instead of the macaroons, the oh. French macaroons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, these, but they are quite tasty. And for the longest time before we had to shut down because of the pandemic, we yeah. uh, we we would sell those, but really we mostly just gave them away. Okay. And see, Carol loves to bake. Our partner in the business, she loves to bake stuff. So. Uh, she likes the red velvet uh, cookies with the white chocolate chips in them. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> about three times a week, she'll bake a bunch of those up from scratch. Mm -hmm. And uh, and since since it's a cookie or a bread type item, she can just make those at home okay. because, of, because of the cottage law. Mm -hmm. And so she'll take them and put them in little baggies, and she gives them out as treats for the for people that come by okay. and get something kind of a little extra added giveaway. What about I think. So you you did the macaroons before. Mm -hmm. Have you done an ube macaroon? No. <clears throat> what we're actually playing with right now, and you're gonna laugh. We we did this last night. And we <clears throat> we ate them the night before last. Uh, I love cannolis. Belle had her first ever cannoli. Uh, she loves cannolis. Days ago. You love cannolis. When we went to Italy, not the yeah. cannolis here in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this this one we have butchered it so bad. It, it, yeah. It, it no no country can can claim this one because we use something from everywhere, but we still use the ricotta, ricotta cheese, but she puts the Swiss meringue. Yeah, Swiss the, meringue. The, she, she, Bell Bell does <laughs> cakes and things. She just sold another cake yesterday. Yeah. For some Filipinos. And the third price. The what? The, the one that won the oh, okay. prize. Yeah. The ube. The ube cake, cake with her icing. Oh, Lord, that is as decadent as any dessert could ever get. The one that looks like a dough? No. no. Oh, she, no. Can show you, show she did, the, she did the cake. The cake. Yeah, a ube cake. Yeah. Some, some are this big. Some are this big. Yeah. I've seen them almost this big. What that? Show me the picture yeah. of your ube cake. The but, ube cake? But we, we started mixing the ricotta cheese with the ube that she uses for the icing. Oh, that yeah. one. And then she, she puts My. it inside a cannoli shell. Mm. Yeah, and then the okay. excess, uh, the Swiss meringue buttercream, we put okay. it in cannoli shell. So have My. you thought about like doing slices of this and selling it? We could, but the freshness has to be there before she'll let anybody have Maybe it. Maybe one mm. day, it just if, you know, laugh. there's a big event, like... It'll dry up. Yeah. yeah. It dries up so quickly, and then the icing has to be at a certain temperature mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. if you want it to be anything that we would, would sell to anyone. Yeah. We already talk, think about it, but the thing is... It's hard, it's hard in a food truck. You don't know how many orders you're going to get. Oh, okay. that's what it came out looking like and then we put candy oh, okay. sprinkles on it <laughs> yeah. to make it kind of like yeah. Jean's like, what is that? Yeah, it looks, looks a little well, when you, yeah, when I you, haven't when you look at it up close you're like ooh ah. okay. yeah. it's almost it's like, like a hollow hollow inside the canoe yes. it really is <laughs> yeah. in reality it's kind of what it is and then you know we, we for events we do uh, and we sell them sometimes normally too I, I love doing barbecued pork it's mm -hmm. the, I don't want to be another barbecue truck in Texas because there's too many 
already. Mm-hmm. So I will do a pork roast and then I'll take it and kind of follow the same process I do with the, uh, with the, with the brisket. I cook it for a very long time, low and slow, and then I'll chop it up and then I make my own homemade barbecue sauce and put that on there. And then I love pickles uh, for me personally, the, the barbecue with the, so we'll do pork sliders because okay. it's a cheap alternative to a 10 or $12 meal. Okay. So we, we do. So, um, but then you, you you talk about your items. We do have yeah. like chili cheese fries mm-hmm. and the the uh, what do we call it? the French fries, the mm-hmm. chili cheese fries. We do nachos, but I don't have a lot of passion for that because it's ready made. Yeah, it's all ready made stuff. I'm, I don't cook my own homemade chili and that kind of stuff. So. But we, I see a lot of restaurants that have 20, 25. That's hard to manage. And and eventually your food quality is going to go away. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like when you have that many choices, there's no way you could keep all those fresh. You don't know. It's really hard. Quality starts to go down. Yes, that's why I'm very I met a man early on in my career that had a burrito truck during the height of the pandemic. He parked it right outside of West Point Military Academy. And he was the only place open. Mm-hmm. Everybody closed, McDonald's, everybody closed, right? So he would. He had two people on a huge trailer and he made three kinds of burritos, all you could have. Pick one, two, or three. And he said, I'm never going back to the 25 different kinds of burritos and tacos, mm-hmm. never. Right. He said, because people started telling me how great the quality of my burritos are. I don't know what you're doing different, but man, these are better than anyone you yep. ever made me. He said he listened. Yep, that's all you have to do, do is a really... Do things mm-hmm. and do it well. Exactly. Yes. So out of your, um, your entree, what, is, what do you feel is your signature dish? Hmm. Wow. For all... For... For... The two of us? No, for uh, for the for what the you truck, signature one of our for, items, for you yeah. for your, for the public. What you serve? I would have to mm. say the tacos. Okay. Because yeah. they are a little bit different than anywhere else you go get them. Mm. I, I call them my Christmas tacos because that yep. is what a taco is supposed to mm. look like. Yep. That's what a taco it's very, is supposed to look like. It's not only colorful, but it's also very. I mean, it's got so many. Different flavors. Yeah. And you, you don't really that. need any sauces on it. You don't. I put a little bit mm. of mango chipotle aioli mm. on there, and you get that little bit of bite from the chipotle, and mm. you get a little bit of sweet from the mango, and with the fresh cilantro and onions, you just can't go wrong. Yep. And the spicy, spicy, what's... What's the red one? <laughs> the oh, red one. That's something that I did. We, 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 we had... We, and you put them in you put them in a food processor for yep. a couple of minutes and it just kind of just yep. with the flaming cheetos there all the kids <clears throat> would have like it and they yeah. would every kid that comes over from the high school while we're sitting at the public library and shirts go oh 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 i just saw the picture somebody yeah. posted it on instagram, instagram. I, I gotta have it with the red yep. put the red on it put the red on it that's awesome i'm like nice. that's great marketing so, who would think yeah. most of the kids that's, that's the picture they love most of the kids they're yeah. 
nine months old, they're already starting with those. <laughs> Which is, this is a separate problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Be down the road sometime, yeah. 30 years from now, when they have ulcers the size of a okay. quarter. That was part two or an interview with Byron Bell Stoker of Patriot Drill. On the next episode of the Turo Turo podcast, how did I know you started talking about COVID and how you started kind of in, in, in the middle of COVID? So, how did that? It, it, I, I, I kind of attended to, I ran out in the interstate during rush hour traffic. You know, that's what I did. I ran out into the interstate during rush hour traffic. Only thing that saved me was it was rush hour traffic, so the cars weren't going that fast. But it was, it nearly was ending for us. Um, COVID just kept getting worse. And so a lot of the food trucks didn't come back. A lot of them sold out and bankrupt. And this is nationwide. And since I traveled the U.S. so extensively, I always go try to find a food truck for supper. It may be a 45-minute drive, but I'm going to go find the guy that's got the taco truck that's still open at 7.30 at night. I'm going to drive and go get tacos from him because it's just trying to support our brothers and sisters in the food industry. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Turu Turo, the Filipino restaurant podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Salamat po at magkita tayo sa susunod. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.